Cool. Well, welcome these uh, little Sunday mornings when it's really quiet, like uh, Labor Day weekend. It always feels like a bit of a big space and uh, and a little bit empty, but I uh, hope you're okay with that. I'm really, really glad uh, you've come. It's, it's good. Uh, for those of you that have been following our story, we are back in this space for the first time uh, in a number of weeks. We'd actually moved out for the summer and we're in Caldwell Street Public School, so now we're back here. Uh, for a while, although we're of course always praying that the Lord will give us uh, an opportunity to own our own space in town and uh, and have a little bit of a ministry outpost and, and something that's affordable for us and something that we can make our own. So that's something to always uh, pray about. But uh, we're really glad to be here, grateful for the school. I just wanted, we didn't do this earlier in the service, but I just want to say a blessing and ask the Lord to bless this place and bless us in our in our. Uh, home here again. It's like putting on an old shoe for all of our setup people, but uh, yeah, any change in the, in the church is, is worth uh, taking a little prayer time around. So Father, we, uh, we thank you for this space. We thank you for the school. We ask that your peace would be in this place. We ask that uh, you would dwell here uh, beyond just our rental period, that there would be a sense of uh, your lingering presence in this place that as students meet in here and eat their lunches in this space and the drama club meets behind and uh, all of the spaces where we are, where you are, where you're present, would it be a place where there's a, an increase of your presence and a breaking in of your kingdom in surprising ways, that this place all week long would be a better place uh, for us having been here. Uh, so bless the custodians and the staff, the admin people and the teachers and all the students in this space. Thank you for them and we just ask that you would uh, be near them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Cool. So you guys get to be guinea pigs this week a little bit. I hope that's okay. The nice thing about these quieter Sundays is I get to experiment uh, on us a little bit. Um, one of the things that's been on my heart uh, quite a bit uh, in the last little while for the last couple of years is really thinking through how we as a church do uh, training and equipping. Um, one of the things that is, uh, it was really important in the early movement and something that John Wimber, uh, the, the founder of the first Vineyard Church, was really good at, was really good at taking uh, things that people do in the church and distilling them down to something that's really accessible for the average person to engage in, the idea being that uh, all of the ministry that we do shouldn't be in the hands of the hired holy man. Uh, it's really something that should be in the hands of every believer in the church, that we're meant not to come and be consumers, but we're meant to come into this space to be transformed, to be changed, and to be used by God out in the world. And our purpose in gathering here on Sunday mornings isn't just that consumer experience isn't just that me 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 take it all in it's it's a preparation for what God has for us uh, out in the world and and it's a, a part of his story not uh, not the whole thing so uh, one of the things that I'm hoping that we're going to be able to do in the next couple of year is uh, steal a couple of Sundays maybe in particular our fifth Sundays as you know uh, every now and then we get a month that has five Sundays in it and that's a disruption to our regular volunteer programming. So one of my thoughts is to take that fifth Sunday and uh, still worship together and, and do teaching, but to make those fifth Sundays a little bit more invested in training and equipping specifically around various things. And so this morning, uh, you guys get to be guinea pigs on some of our training around healing prayer. Is that okay? We, we really believe, yeah, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna have a little workshop here. Yeah. 
How many of you really believe, and this is something that we've, we've talked about a lot, really believe that God wants to heal, right? He wants to heal. Uh, that's his heart. He doesn't love sickness and disease. He doesn't like, eh, I can't handle that. I don't really care. We'll just let them suffer through. They'll be okay. There's something about God he's, in, he's invested. Uh, we deal with lots of mystery around why healing doesn't work sometimes or why we don't see healing. Uh, there's a place to put that theologically as believers. But uh, what I really want to focus on this morning is our place in the equation as people. Uh, what, what do we have to do with this? God sovereignly heals sometimes. Uh, and, and most often, though, he works through his church. And we see all through the New Testament, uh, people laying hands on the sick and, and them getting well, uh, starting, of course, with Jesus and on through his disciples. Uh, and that final, that great commissioning, go ye into all the world, that comes with gifts of healing and all kinds of things. And, uh, and we want to uh, work on it. But I'm not going to build a case for it. We're going to practice it this morning. And, and just have a little bit of fun like that. Uh, so I'm just going to read this passage just to help you understand why we want to do this. Uh, so Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers to equip his people for works of service. Right? So what am I for? To equip you. Right? I'm here to equip you. And I honestly have to say I haven't done a ton of equipping. Right? But, uh, and that's something for me as a pastor to recognize as part of my calling that I have to be uh, someone who's constantly training, equipping, and putting more things in your hands. And the reason is so the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. That means, to, to flip it around on its head and to say it kind of backwards, you can't attain the fullness of Christ unless you're receiving equipping. You can't receive everything Jesus wants for you unless he's pouring into you uh, through his church, training and equipping you. If if you're not being equipped, if you're not growing, if you're not uh, being empowered to do the works of Jesus, then you can't fully become like him, and that's the goal, right? So training and equipping, that's what we're going to do. Um, so some of the material that you're going to see coming out is kind of going to look like this. Um, and uh, I didn't prepare handouts for us this morning, uh, but that'll be sort of rolling out as we get them refined and, and worked on a little bit. But this is just a little handout on the healing prayer that, uh, that some of us will be receiving when we do equipping things in the future. Uh, and that's just sort of a format for some of what we're going to be doing. What I'm going to do now is just sort of speed teach through some, like, five basic helpful steps for for praying for someone who's sick does that sound good because because when when i say hey let's pray for the sick and if i were to just say okay you you're on do it how many of you would be like okay do not make eye contact you did not see that hand how many of you, even, even just on your own, in the workplace or in your home, wherever, when somebody is sick and you're thinking about praying for them, like, are you like me? Like, your knees are knocking and your palms are sweating and your heart is pounding. <coughs> right? We don't want to do it. Right? We're scared. 
and most often we're scared because we, we just don't know what to do. Now these five steps are something that John Wimber sort of developed years ago and it's just sort of a logical breakdown and I actually adjusted some of the language uh, to make it make more sense. Uh, when we talk about sort of patterns and structures like this, it doesn't have to be an exact pattern. It doesn't have to be like this is the formula to make it work. Like that's, that's just not how it goes. But uh, this is just a way to break it down into really, really simple logical structure that just makes sense for us as we as we pray for people. So let's just look at the first one. Step one, if you're going to pray for people, you have to know what's wrong with them. Right? Right, step one, inquiry. Uh, and maybe even a step that's part of that and before that, you might want to introduce yourself. I mean, uh, I mean I've, I've scared some people before. Like in my days of youthful zeal, when I was really uh, wanting to see a lot of healing happen, I'd, I'd received uh, something from the Holy Spirit in my early teens. I was like laying hands on everything with a pulse. And I would go, like I would see a person like shuffling, you know, through the grocery store. And I would just go running up to them, can I pray for you? And I would start praying. And they'd be like, yeah. <laughs> like, back up the truck, man. Like, who are you? Right? So there's something about building relationship and having some relational equity as you pray for people. But a simple question is, where does it hurt? That's a good simple question. Right? It saves you from having to be prophetic all the time. Right? If you can just say, uh, where does it hurt? What's going on? What can I be praying for you? And when we're talking about this, we're not talking about a medical interview because they will probably tell you things you don't understand anyway. Right? You don't want to have to Google in the middle of your conversation with this person to find out what's up. And, and you don't need to take the place of their physician, right? Because we're going to God for spiritual help. We, we don't have to know the details. Do we? God knows the details, right? So we trust him with the details, but we just want to know what we're praying for, right? And so at that point, we begin to listen to the Lord. As they're telling us, we're beginning to listen. And on a natural level, that means... What do we see? Like, does this person have obvious physical pain in their body? Can they not bend their elbow? Um, one real uh, obvious one is when a person is blind. That's the, you can tell that one. You don't even actually have to ask sometimes. But, uh, but you're listening to the Holy Spirit. What do you see? What's going on? What's happening in the person's life? And you're paying attention. Are they anxious? Are they fearful? And you're walking them through a place where they're comfortable having a, a prayer encounter with you. And supernatural, you're, you're asking for input uh, from God. So we don't have an expectation that all the information we need has to come from us in a direct download from God. We receive some of it in a natural way through just the relationship that we're building. And some of it we're expecting the Lord to give us some input. And we see this a little bit more clearly in this next stage that we call diagnosis. Now that's a big medical word and I probably should have changed that word. That's the old word that Wimber used. But we're just asking, you know, why do they have this condition? Because very often there are things behind the scenes that, that people are wrestling with that... Uh, that, that we don't see that are connected to their illness, right? Sometimes uh, it's natural, it's just a disease, it's an accident, they were hit by a car or whatever. Uh, sometimes there's, there's sickness in us because of sin. There's evidence of sin and we've opened ourselves up to something uh, chemically or, or physically that's, that's causing our bodies harm. Uh, sometimes it's 
uh, emotional hurt, right? There, there are very oftentimes people who've been traumatized, right? That's a perfect example. Uh, wrestle with uh, physical illness as well that's inexplicable sometimes medically except for that emotionally and mentally they're, they're wrestling with something. Uh, sometimes it's relationship problems. Uh, lack of forgiveness is a perfect example. And through all of that, we're, giving, we're, we're making sure there's an undercurrent of listening prayer. We're listening to the Holy Spirit. Like, like what are you really showing me here? So let me give you an example of, of a typical prayer encounter that I might have with somebody or, or even ones I've had in the past. Um, sometimes, uh, well, here's, here's an example. I prayed for a man in Toronto a number of years ago, and this was in a big meeting. I used to run the healing services at Toronto Airport Christian Fellowship. Uh, on Sunday nights. Every Sunday night, we would have anywhere from four to 600 people, sometimes more after a conference. Sometimes a couple of thousand people there on the Sunday night service, and it was my job to run the healing time. Uh, and, uh, and so we would do, do healing prayer. And it's just, it's actually redonkulous that I haven't done this more often in our, in our community, uh, evidence of some wounding that I've had to wrestle through that we're de- even digging into this now. But, um, uh, you know, the, this person came up on the stage and, uh, and they had a really hard time lifting their shoulder. They'd been in a car accident. So they had a serious injury to their shoulder. And so I said, okay, so where does it hurt? He said, my shoulder hurts. I said, what, what can you do with your shoulder? He says, I, I can't even move it really. I can only lift it, like, I can only lift it this far. I can only lift it this far. And I'm listening to the Holy Spirit as this is going on. And so I asked this story, uh, asked his story, and this is in front of, you know, four or 500 people. He said, why, why is your shoulder sore? What happened to it? And he said, well, I, I was in a car accident, and, and, I, and I heard it. And right away at that moment, the Lord showed me, and, and he'd been wrestling with this for, for a number of years, and right away in that moment, the Lord showed me that there was a problem with unforgiveness. Because an, an, an injury like that should have healed fairly quickly. Uh, but this was a couple of years after the accident. And so I said, uh, have, have you thought about praying to forgive the person uh, that, that hit you? Or, or was the accident your fault? Maybe you just need to forgive yourself. And we began to unpack that unforgiveness issue. And he said, yeah, yeah, I'm so angry. I'm so angry. I said, well, this emotional thing that's happening because of this injury is is probably connected to the fact that you're actually hurting right now. So I said, let's, let's just pray for forgiveness. And so we began to pray uh, for forgiveness. And I just said, I know it may be hard to feel it in your heart, but just start with your words and just confess that it's hard. Jesus will help you and begin to, to release forgiveness to this person that, that hits you. And, and he began to pray and the Lord landed on him. He began to weep like, like he really released some of that pain that was in, inside of him and, and was able to give it to the Lord. I said, okay, now let's pray for your shoulder. And I laid hands on him. I had other people around and we laid hands on him. And we began to pray for him. Uh, Lord, touch and heal his shoulder. And, I, and then I said, so let's test it. Let's check it out. How is your shoulder doing? Does it, does it move now okay? And he, was, he goes like this. For the first time in years immediately, instantly healed, and all tied with, with unforgiveness. So when you're doing prayer and doing diagnosis, the Lord will show you some things uh, to pray into that, to see that person may be healed and may be released. And sometimes it's really hard, like to be completely honest, sometimes it's like crickets, nothing happening, and, and it doesn't, I, I don't sense what's going on, and sometimes people go away 
and aren't healed. But here's my experience, that all of the people I didn't pray for didn't get healed. <laughs> right? All of the people I didn't pray for didn't get healed. But some of the people I prayed for got healed. Right? Let, let's go for the sum of the. Right? Let's go for the sum of the. And, uh, and we've had, had some amazing stories. And so as you're praying and as you're listening to what's going on, uh, you're, you're, you're going to choose how to pray, right? And you're thinking really in some cases about the mechanics. Uh, we're going to lay hands on the person. Sometimes I might feel led um, to, you know, say, say I'm praying for a lady and, uh, and there's something that we want to pray for. Uh, I might sense that she might be struggling with some discomfort in having a man pray for her or something like that. And I'll, I'll call a lady over and get this lady to pray for her. Um, typically, if someone is, is uncomfortable or nervous or this lady wants healing for an area on her body that is sensitive physically that I as a pastor don't want to be seen touching, <laughs> I'll call her husband over or a close friend and, and say, why don't, you, why don't you lay your hand on her tummy and, see, and, and ask the Lord to touch and, and heal that, right? Because uh, you're just thinking through logistics. How logically do I pray? Uh, that, that phrase, pray in the spirit, is, is really important. Um, for some of you may or may not have this experience of the gift of tongues, but if you've uh, received uh, the Holy Spirit and, and you want to receive all the gifts that it talks about in the Bible, you have to reckon with tongues. You can't take it out of the Bible. For me, speaking in tongues has been an, a wonderful, important gift. It's been a source of so much encouragement. And so very often when I'm praying for somebody, uh, not even audibly, I'm quietly praying in tongues under, under, uh, under my voice and, and just asking the Lord to, to come and touch them. Um, and, and sometimes it happens in a dramatic way. There might be a command of faith. I declare in the name of Jesus that this is healed. That's been very rarely uh, my experience that I've, that I've done that because I've seen that really badly misused. And when a person goes away, and they aren't healed, then they're like, what the heck, right? But sometimes the Lord causes faith to rise up in a way that you feel like you can do something declarative. Uh, sometimes there's a, there's a command, and there's examples of these, Acts 3, Acts, John 4. Um, when, you, when you speak healing in Jesus' name, if you ever notice how Jesus prayed, Jesus never said, oh, please heal this, I hope this works out, and just in case it doesn't, uh, you know, uh, you know, I'd ask you would give comfort and wisdom to the doctors and comfort them as they endure in this illness. You know, Jesus almost never prayed like that, right? And the disciples didn't pray like that. So it's easy to argue that one. It's like, well, I'm not Jesus. You know, I'm going to throw in some disclaimers, right? Uh, but Jesus didn't throw in disclaimers. And the disciples, to be honest, didn't throw in a lot of disclaimers either. Very often they spoke to illness and commanded it to go, Right? And so sometimes that's something we do. So uh, I, had, I had this experience one time. I was praying for a lady who was uh, blind in both eyes. She had these really heavy cataracts. She could see light and everything. She's a beautiful little, uh, she's probably in her 60s or 70s. Um, this little oriental lady would come to the meetings. And, uh, and I had this thing rise up in me. Like it's not right that she has these cataracts. And I said, be healed in Jesus' name. And I stuck my thumbs on her eyes. Like, it's not cool, right? <laughs> like, in my personal space. But, but faith kind of rose up. And, and as I took my hands back from her, her eyes opened, boom, and the cataracts were gone. Amen. 
like completely gone. And she just freaked out and started running around the sanctuary. <laughs> like it was amazing. It was amazing. Like the Lord just touched her. And so I've gotten to see some of these things with my eyes. And I just long for us as a community to see more. Don't you want to see more of that? Don't you want to see more? Like honestly, we will endure if nobody ever gets healed and we will receive the comfort of the Lord and we will follow him and we will be blessed. We will not stop worshiping him. We will not become bitter. We will not become frustrated. We will live in a, in a world where we don't see miraculous healing breaking through. Like we're committed to Jesus, right? But wouldn't you like to see some more? Wouldn't you like to do the stuff? So we, we seek the Lord for, for doing this stuff. Sometimes it's deliverance prayer. Sometimes you'll discern that there's a spirit involved that's blocking somebody's healing or, or there's some sort of demonic oppression. And you, you deal with that. You cast it out. And sometimes soaking prayer is important. Sometimes just praying and praying and praying and praying and praying and praying and praying for somebody. And sometimes we're just like a big old tough steak and we just need to marinate for a while. Right? Right? Sometimes it just takes a long time and a lot of prayer. And sometimes you just are persistent, praying and praying and praying. And then there's the point at which you begin to see God move. You keep your eyes open. So often I see people praying like this. And I'm tempted to pray like this because I actually don't want to see if it's not working. And even if it is working, I'm like, this is going to freak me out. Right? So, But pray with your eyes open and watch what the Holy Spirit's doing. Sometimes you're seeing different things happen. Sometimes you'll see someone begin to shake or tremble a little bit. You, you, we can't expect to encounter the power of God without it doing anything to us. Right? So if you're, if you're praying and you're seeing the Lord do stuff, uh, you, you might expect some shaking or some tingling. Sometimes these things just happen. You don't control them. You don't seek them. Uh, you're not trying to make that happen. You don't see that as a, as a validation of your ministry, but sometimes the Lord is doing stuff and you pay attention, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right, James, yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's a, that's a perfect time to pray with your eyes open when driving, yeah, exactly. And then sometimes it's knowing when to stop, like, like it's just being sensitive to the Lord. I'll tell you a really honest story. Uh, we used to be, of course, in this church in Toronto with so much going on. And we'd have all these prayer times. And people would pray for you and pray for you and pray for you. And sometimes I'm like, the Lord is just done. I'm ready to go. I feel like the Lord has done what he's wanted to do in my heart. But they're praying on and praying and praying. So I'll, I'll confess this. I've fallen over sometimes just to get them to shut up. Right? <laughs> like, honest, honest truth. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> like okay was that a, was that a low point <laughs> should I have said that out loud <laughs> but let's be honest like like when yeah when, we, when we're praying it's got to be a dialogue it's got to be a conversation you know so you're praying for somebody and you're like so what's happening what are you experiencing in your body right now what's the Lord doing uh, so that it's not just you doing ministry upon them I shall do my ministry upon you. <laughs> right? We're talking about having a relationship and an interaction with another human being that Jesus really loves. Right? And so we want to we care for them. 
So knowing when to stop is important. And, and five, post-prayer direction. Uh, you know, after you've prayed for something, and sometimes something awesome has happened, and sometimes it's not. You know, Jesus' example in John 5, uh, when he tells a person to, uh, you know, go away and, and sin no more. That's post-prayer direction from Jesus. Sometimes it's go and consult your physician. Sometimes as you're counseling, uh, spend time with God. You need to spend some time reading and praying and building your relationship with God for this to really, uh, to really work. Sometimes you're counseling connection with a local church or community. And sometimes you're, uh, you, just, you, you do want to get people to verify it. So a perfect example, again, some of my stories are so old, but um, this, this girl named Sally we prayed for um, who had her uh, leg grow. We prayed for her. She had a short leg. And she was having back problems. She worked in the ice cream shop, scooping ice cream, and her back was really sore. And she was an, an unbeliever, and she came out to youth group, and she said, okay, prove to me God's real. And I said, well, what would prove it to you? She said, well, if he, he healed me. I said, okay, let's try. And now I'm scared, right? Now I'm nervous. And so we had uh, Sally put her, sit down, and we put her two, her, put her two legs out from in front of her and uh, had the kids lay hands on the leg that was shorter than the other. It was like obvious, like it was real, it was really obvious when she was sitting there that one leg was shorter than the other. And the kids prayed for her, my hand was, was on her knee and I literally felt that joint stretch in my hands when the Lord healed her. And she, she couldn't believe it, like that's amazing. And she felt great, she was amazing. And I was like, so go talk to your doctor, show your doctor. And she went to her doctor, and her doctor verified that, that her, whole, her body had changed. He couldn't explain it. He was actually, she described him as being angry and frustrated with her. <laughs> because her body had changed inexplicably. But it's worth going and getting these things verified. God is a good God. He longs to heal. He longs to move. And, and we've seen him do so much, and we want to see him do so much more. And then there's just some wisdom around if healing doesn't happen. We're reassuring people of God's love. We're encouraging continued prayer. Uh, we're encouraging people to connect with a home church and be in relationship and to seek God and to know more, right? So that's uh, speed teaching on a simple five-step model for healing prayer. Uh, is that okay? So who wants to come and sit in the hot seat? Sure, James. Oh, absolutely. Like, I mean, that's a part of our theology of, of, of suffering, right? Sometimes God wants to deliver, and sometimes God is transforming us through illness, right? Like, it's about being in touch with his will and knowing what he wants to do. And, and sometimes we don't know what he wants to do, but does it ever hurt to ask? It never hurts to ask, right? So we just come to the Father like kids at Christmas. Like, my children don't, like come to me when it's time to select Christmas gifts and, and make their list based on the probability that they'll actually get it. You know, like, the, Jack, you, you go big. You go for the big, the big, you go for the big ask, right? Right? He goes for the big ask. And we've got to do that too with God. Um, so I'm going to just move this out of the way. And what I'm looking for is uh, a guinea pig, somebody who actually has a physical illness in their body. Tim, do you want to be the guy? Um, and uh, who actually has a physical illness in their body, and we just want to go through the model and pray for them. Is that cool? Love you, man. <laughs> Thanks for being brave. Cool.
So here we are. We're in step one. Do you guys have any questions for Tim? Yeah, it's on you. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> Where does it hurt? Um, um, let's get Tim a mic here. <laughs> there you go. You got a mic now, man. Hey, my name is Tim Levins. Uh, I guess I know Aaron from way back. I used to go to um, Pastor Ken Hall's church, and I grew up with, uh, you know, Anna Patchell and yeah. Aaron and and Craig and just a whole bunch of people, Dan, and um, and so I recently moved back here from Toronto, and uh, yeah, me and my wife, we're like, we love it here, it feels like family. Um, um, so to answer the question, um, I woke up two mornings ago with uh, this like lump right in my uh, throat, so you can kind of see it. Yeah, and, see it right there. Sure, right there, so yeah, that kind of freaked me out a little bit, yeah. <laughs> never had anything like that, so, but I feel uh, God, uh, he's been speaking to me and just giving me peace, and yeah, even like the subject of this morning, it's really, um, he's here, so. Yep. So go. Tim, go ahead and turn around and let them, let them just see what okay. we're, what we're looking at here, right? So you see that little see weird, he's a, he's a mutant. Like. <laughs> <laughs> so. We're asking this question, right? And now we're listening to the Lord, right? Let's just begin to pray together. Lord, I ask that you would show us. We're praying this as he's sharing, right? Lord, I ask you to show us what we're going to be praying about here. What's the, the natural thing you want us to see? What's the supernatural thing that you want us to see as we pray for him, right? We're asking the Lord to speak to us, right? I'm not sure. <laughs> I think, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this is, this is inexplicable, right? Do you feel like you see any connection with anything that's gone on, or is it just completely? I, I think uh, that poor diet, you know, lack of exercise, and, and uh, just lack of sleep, I'd say, and stress. Yeah, I mean, yeah you've just moved. It's a lot of stress. Okay. So that's something to pray into, right? Like maybe the Lord's showing us that there's something uh, to do with his immune system and stress and all of that stuff. So that might give us a little bit of a direction to pray. Do any of you else have questions for Tim at all? Stress of moving more, like work and figuring, like figuring out finances and a whole bunch, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that's good. So that's, that's just some good direction uh, to pray around. And I think that's probably, anybody else discerning or sensing anything else that they might want to ask or, or pray for Tim? Dane? Yeah, definitely. Have a baby on the way as well. Yeah, fear. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> you should be. <laughs> I'm so comforting, eh? I have a great bedside manner. Um, so, uh, yeah, so he's resting. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Marie. 
Cool, awesome. So let's uh, go on. And I think we've got some, some clear ways to pray. Um, I think if, since we want to involve as many of us as possible, why don't, if you want to feel like coming and praying for Tim, just come on up and, and gather around him. Let's, sure. Let's, uh, let's pray for him. If you feel like you've got something, don't, don't be shy. <laughs> So we're just going to pray. We're going to invite the Holy Spirit to come, right? We want Jesus to come and, and touch him, right? In the same way that Jesus would have come and touched him when, when Jesus was walking the earth, right? Here's Jesus' body coming and, and laying hands on Tim. There's no mud for anybody to spit in and rub on him, so that's a good thing. Jesus did all kinds of stuff. So James is feeling to pray specifically against uh, an infection, so so we'll pray that way. And you can see the people are sort of praying in their hearts underneath the uh, the the sound of the room. Dane is praying in tongues. He has that gift, and he's free to operate in it here. I saw this uh, picture of you, Tim, and you were like a, a little boy, and you were holding. Uh, it was God's hand. You were like holding your dad's hand. And you were just looking up to him. And you um, you were safe. You felt safe. Okay. So Morgane's feeling heat in her hand. So I'm going to just ask Morgane to lay her hand right on that spot. Yeah. And, uh, and just pray. Just pray for him, Morgane. Glory. Now, Lord, so we speak against fear. And we say that fear has no place in Tim. He's not meant to be a person of fear. He's meant to be a person of boldness and confidence. So I see you take that anxiety away in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I just ask that whatever the source of this, uh, this, this illness, be it an inflammation or be it, uh, be it anything else, Lord, uh, that you would, you would just deal with it by your power, by your glory. So now we're just going to ask Tim, you know, like, do you feel any change or what do, what do you feel like the Lord is, is doing in your heart or, or showing you or you feel any change in your body? That's the scary part, right? Because he may say, no, <laughs> right? In which case we sort of decide, are we going to keep praying or um, do we look for, you know, Tim to come back and give a testimony next week or, or whatever it is. But what, what are you sensing, Tim? scriptures where uh, by his wounds we were filled. Um, That's where you should have, you should <laughs> just sitting here holding it like a, f- <laughs> a fool. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that it was, that our healing, like not only our forgiveness of sins, but our healing and, and deliverance and just provision, everything like Jesus did for us, he purchased for us at the cross. So, um, yeah, I, I'm going to just keep dwelling on that and you know, we don't always receive it, right? And, and I think a lot of that is because we don't really believe it. Um, so I think, um, yeah, I'm going to keep dwelling on that. <laughs> Amen. 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 So let's go and sin no more. I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> go ahead, Alan. Cool. 
So we want to applaud Tim and thank him for his bravery. He's awesome, dude. And so, so we just have to keep pressing in and, and praying for one another. And, uh, you know, like, I would have liked to see, you know, a before and after of that little bump behind Tim's ear, like, totally gone. But maybe we'll see that next week. Uh, maybe, you know, we don't know what the story will be. But uh, isn't it worth praying? Was, was that a good encounter? And just, just to build our faith, how many of you actually have received a physical healing before in your life? Like, a no, like, come on. God is awesome, right? Right? Sylvia's story is amazing. We should just have you come and tell it again some. Do you want to just say it yeah. just, just quickly? Let me just... Cool. So, <laughs> yeah, it did. It's like, because you do these things, you take a risk, and you're like, I don't know if that was connecting with anybody. And like eight months later, Sylvia comes and tells me. So I was like, okay, all right. I barely even remember that that happened. But um, so, you know, God is really good, right? And, and we as people just need to be bold in, in moving in this stuff, don't we? This is, this is the life of, of our home churches, Right? This is what we want to be doing in our home churches. This is what we want to be doing Sunday mornings, taking time to pray like this. Like, but, it, but it's not going to happen if we don't be a little bit intentional about it and we don't be bold. 
So just an encouragement to you. Uh, gr- you know, grab somebody that, that you want to pray with uh, and, and work it out. Make some mistakes. Uh, do it wrong. Uh, but, but let's pray for the sick, you know, together. It's really true. I've, I've never, honestly, I've never asked someone who is like a, even a hardened unbeliever if I could pray for them and had them say, no, I don't want to do that. It's bizarre. I don't understand it at all. But the unbeliever is, is, is good with the what if. And, and we, we all need to be good with the what if, right? Right? And just let the Lord do it and not be so shy and not be so, uh, you know, so scared. So uh, thank you again so much, Tim. Really, really appreciate it. And uh, is anybody else like wrestling with anything and we can just gather around them and, and pray for them? Anybody else want, want the Lord to touch them physically anywhere? I'm not going to make you come up to the front or anything, but when I raised your hand before, there were a few of you and we shouldn't, shouldn't not pray for you. Okay, so just gather around uh, Christina and yeah. yeah. Yeah, just gather around. Just ra- hold your hand up so people can see you. Uh, Marie's at the back there. Could I have a few people gather around Marie? And let's just invite the Lord to come. You don't have to have been a believer for a long time. Uh, There's no certificate for this course. Um, You know, like, yeah. And let's just invite the Holy Spirit to come. Don't be afraid to ask them what you're praying for. Get the Lord to show you. Come and heal your people, Lord. Come and heal your people. Come, Lord Jesus. Pour out your love. This is about your love and your compassion, not your need to prove anything. It's your love. 